0: Hey, Pathfinders, and welcome back to the On Purpose Investor Podcast. I'm your host, Eric, and it's just going to be me today coming to you at this off week episode. Uh, for the next four weeks, we're going to be releasing chapters one through four of our book, The Pathfinder's Journey. Why would we be doing this? Why are we giving our way our book for free? Well, the whole idea behind this is that you can gain a little insight to what this book is about. And what better way? to let you know what we have to offer than to give it to you for absolutely free. Now, what we really hope that you wanna do after this is that you will go and and look up our book on Amazon and maybe even reach out to us because let me tell you, if you send us an email and you tell us you loved what you heard in this first chapter, then we're gonna send to you an Amazon promo for a free download of the entire audiobook. All we ask for you in return is that you leave us a review. So, if you like what you hear today, and you really want to hear the rest of the book, well, shoot us an email and we will gladly send you a promo code. Now, this is limited availability and will only be available to the first 40 people that email us. And how do you get in touch with us? Just shoot me, Eric, an email. And that is eric at onpurposeinvestor.com. Now, let's dive into chapter one of the Pathfinder's Journey, a flea and a jar. Chapter one a flea in a jar. Charlie turns off the engine as it sputters to a stop. He takes a deep breath and lets out a big sigh, grabs his coffee and hops out of the rental moving truck. Standing tall, feeling accomplished to have driven such a beast 700 miles, he slams the door shut. That'll just about do it. A gust of Georgia air hits his face while a wisp of the wind fills his ears. The leaves on the hardy oaks are beginning to bud, and the smell of fresh-cut grass hangs in the humidity. Walking around the front of the truck, Charlie sees his wife Liza pulling up in her Volkswagen bug. She hops out excitedly. Here we are, Liza sighs with relief. Our new home. Charlie stands beside Liza, wrapping his arm around her waist. Here we are. Charlie feels excited, yet anxious to begin this new chapter of their life. They had just left his hometown in the mountains of West Virginia to move to the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia, where his wife Liza had grown up. They start unpacking the truck, being careful to put the boxes in the right place inside. Here, honey, grab this. Charlie grunts, handing down a box of photo albums. Oh, that's heavy. I don't think I can... Liza tries wrestling the box, but drops it and the photos scatter in the wind. They run around, grabbing the photos, and put them back in the box. Liza holds one up to Charlie. We look so young. It's a photo of them on their first date. Charlie grabs the photo. It wasn't that long ago, but seems like forever. Charlie started his career as a young, reckless firefighter when he was 18. He was responding to a call about a small kitchen fire in a dormitory at West Virginia University. Here we go, Charlie thought. Another college kid forgot their pizza in the oven. He shows up with his crew and sees a young lady with a fire extinguisher in hand and tears in her eyes as she stands over a burnt pot of rice. Well, it looks like you got this under control, Charlie said half jokingly. I swear, I just can't seem to win, Liza cried. I put the rice on, then went to write this paper that's due tomorrow and came back to the stove on fire. It's okay. You're safe. And that's all that matters, Charlie consoles her. Charlie felt bad for the young lady and could tell she was having an awful day. He took a risk and offered some help. How about we replace this burnt rice with some Chinese food from that restaurant across town, Beijing? You can't go wrong with their spring rolls, and there's no risk of burning your dorm down. Liza felt intrigued and happy for the genuine offer from a seemingly kind person. She knew she should focus on her paper, but there was something about that young firefighter standing in front of her that she just couldn't seem to shake. The dinner included plenty of laughter about Liza's inability to cook, stories about Charlie's childhood, Liza's dreams to finish her degree in elementary education, then move back to her hometown after graduation, and so much more. Liza got the waiter to take their picture at the end, hoping it would be one to remember. Box by box, Charlie and Liza slowly unpacked the truck into their new home. All that's left now are heavy, bulky items. Liza is not necessarily the furniture-moving type of gal. So she laughs and says to Charlie, I think you might need to try to find someone to help move these big items. There's no way I could help you with this. Yeah, I probably should have thought about how we were going to get this refrigerator off of here. All the while, the neighbor has been sitting on his porch watching the two unload their truck. How refreshing it is for the neighbor to see a young couple so in love and laughing through what's often a very frustrating experience. He sees they have come to an impasse, given Charlie's lost look. He decides to make his presence known and offer a helping hand. Well, it looks to me like you might need a set of hands, the older man says to Charlie. I could definitely use it, Charlie replies, feeling relieved. My name is Dan Starling, and we are excited to have y'all in the neighborhood, Dan says, reaching out his hand. Charlie Weber, this is my wife Liza, Charlie replies, returning the handshake firmly. It's nice to meet y'all. Now, what do you say we get this big guy down? Charlie and Dan hop in the truck and wrestle the refrigerator into the home. After a few more large pieces of furniture, they have finally emptied the truck, and Liza jumps up to sweep it out. Well, that'll just about do it, Dan smiles at Charlie. We really appreciate your help. I'm not sure how we could have done it without you. Can we offer you something to drink? Oh, no thank you, Dan says. I have plenty to drink at my house, and from the looks of it, y'all may not have anything cold for this muggy Georgia day. How about you come over for a glass of sweet tea and take a break? Delighted at the idea, Liza quickly responds. Thank you so much. I haven't had a glass of Georgia sweet tea in ages. The three of them head a few houses down. Dan's home, while not luxurious, is warm and inviting. He seems to have done very well for himself given the pictures of him from across the world hanging throughout the house. Dan and his family visiting the Great Wall of China, doing the funny pose in front of the Leaning Tower of Pisa, standing on a sand dune in the desert of Egypt, and many more. Walking through the entryway, Charlie and Eliza feel transported to every place Dan and his family have visited. Wow, Dan, it seems you are a world traveler. Is there anywhere you haven't been? Eliza asks. Oh yeah, Dan says with a smile. My family and I have spent many years going to see all that we can. We haven't made it to the North Pole yet, but I'm sure Santa's waiting, he chuckles. In his typical curious nature, Charlie listens and observes, fascinated by Dan's adventures. Charlie wonders, what could Dan possibly do for a living? It's a Tuesday, so why isn't he at work? And is that really his early 2000s Corolla out front? After fixing themselves some iced tea, the three head to the living room and sit down. So tell me, where are you from? What do you do? Dan inquires. Well, I actually grew up in this area, Liza says. I met Charlie in college and I teach third grade. We got married last year while I was finishing up my senior year. He's such a great guy that he was willing to move his career and leave his family in West Virginia to come here. And what career is that? Dan asks. I've been a firefighter since I was 18. Not crazy about the job, but it pays the bills. I put in an application to start at the local department and hopefully can get started here soon, Charlie says. What do you do, Mr. Dan? Charlie asks. Oh, where to begin, Dan laughs. First, please just call me Dan. Well, I used to think I was a plumber, then later a mechanic. And at some point I realized I'm not much of a career builder. I guess now you could say I'm a retired entrepreneur. About 20 years ago, my wife and I heard a TV commercial that said that we could become millionaires and retire overnight. As a young 30-year-old man, this was quite intriguing, but my wife was skeptical of what seemed to be a get-rich-quick scheme. Of course, earning that much money and retiring overnight was a bit unrealistic, but I wasn't going anywhere fast in my life, so what did I have to lose? Dan sips his tea before continuing. So I registered us for a free meeting and drove up to Atlanta to hear Carlton Sheets talk about real estate investing. Pictures of him on a boat with beautiful women behind him made it look like a big scheme. But the content of what he was teaching grabbed me. We ended up buying several books by him and other authors about real estate investing and began studying. We never jumped off the deep end and bought one of the five-figure programs, but we did study, and we studied hard. Later on that year, we began investing ourselves. And little by little, we started to build something incredible. Fast forward to today, and my wife and I maintain what we built and travel every chance we get. We homeschool our two kids, Aiden and Ava, who are currently with their mom at the state park to learn about rock formations. Taken aback, Charlie sips his tea, takes a deep breath, and exhales thinking, wow, that must really be nice. Not realizing the thought he said in his head slipped out of his mouth. Well, Charlie, Dan says. It is quite nice, but it doesn't just have to be for me and my family. It could be for you and yours as well. Liza smirks and thinks to herself, Well, it must be nice, but I'm not really sure that's what we need to be focusing on right now. I'm not sure Liza and I are cut out to do whatever it is you and your wife have done. Sounds like you probably need a lot of money to get started, and we don't really have that, Charlie says to Dan. Dan replies, Many place money as an obstacle in front of themselves, which prevents them from ever trying. Life gives us speed bumps in various forms to challenge us. We learned early on not to allow certain speed bumps to dictate how we would challenge ourselves. We are far more capable than we truly give ourselves credit. The most important thing you can do to get started is to make sure you have the end in mind. You have to have a sense of direction. As the late Hall of Famer Yogi Berra said, if you don't know where you're going, you'll end up someplace else. When you know your direction, you might think you should next focus on how you will get there, but many set themselves up for failure by doing that. How you're going to get there is unnecessary if you don't know why you want to be there to begin with. This is why I say, how you get there is far less important than why you want to get there. When my wife and I first decided we wanted to do this, we sat down and talked about what our lives could look like if money wasn't an issue. We wrote the top 10 things that made us happiest, and we called this our top 10 list. Call out. The top 10. The top 10 is a list of the things in life that make you the happiest and bring you the most joy. We made these lists independently without talking to each other until we were finished. At the end of this exercise, we found that we had some very similar interests. The most important items included the ability to spend as much time with our family as possible and the ability to travel as much as possible. So we knew we needed time freedom to achieve our dream life. Dan pauses and thinks back to that exercise and smiles. He remembers how it felt to be so overwhelmed with all these wishes and desires that he didn't think were remotely attainable he continues. When making these lists, I didn't realize that I would ever actually fulfill them. I didn't grow up with a lot of money. I never thought I'd live in a house that has stairs inside. You see, I didn't grow up poor. I grew up simple. My family lived in a single wide trailer, then later a double wide trailer, and we lived a very simple life. I didn't realize I could achieve so much more. It makes me think back to a study that was done with a bunch of fleas and a jar. Dan grabs his glass to help with the illustration. A scientist conducted an experiment where he placed a number of fleas in a glass jar, much like this cup. They quickly jumped out. He then put the fleas back into the jar and placed a glass lid over the top. Dan puts his hand over the cup and continues. The fleas began jumping and hitting the glass lid, falling back down into the jar. After a while, the fleas, conditioned to the presence of the glass lid, began jumping slightly below the glass lid so they didn't hit it. The scientist then removed the glass lid as it was no longer needed to keep the fleas in the jar. He removes his hand over the glass and says, The fleas learned to limit themselves from jumping beyond the height of the lid, even if the lid was removed, because they were conditioned to the fact that they couldn't escape from the jar. I found myself in the same place back then. I didn't realize there was not a lid stopping me. My way of thinking stopped me from achieving more in life. Charlie asks Dan, so how did you change the way you were thinking? Dan says, well, my wife and I took out our lists and realized that the list in itself was our why. Our next step was figuring out how to achieve it. We started researching the best way to plot out our goals. We discovered we needed a detailed roadmap along with the right mindset, and we needed to change our lifestyle to achieve these big goals. Dan looks at Charlie and Eliza, watching them take this all in. Liza closes her eyes and quickly envisions a couple of things she already knows are on Charlie's list. Charlie looks up and says, Dan, we really appreciate your hospitality and encouragement, but we have a long day of unpacking ahead of us. We'll look forward to getting to know you and your wife better, and maybe even talking about this a little more. Absolutely, Liza says. And might I add, this tea was exactly what I needed. Dan chuckles and says, I'm happy to share what has made us happy, and I look forward to continue talking about it with you. I'm so glad you enjoyed the tea. I'll make sure to tell Maggie. If y'all ever need anything, please don't hesitate to come on over. Good luck with the interview, Charlie, and to you, Miss Liza, a wonderful school year. You'll find that I enjoy interrupting people's lives. My only hope is that my interruption helps you in some way. Charlie and Liza make their way back home and start unpacking boxes while both of them ponder the conversation with Dan. Charlie's thoughts center around a desire to provide. He needs to get this job with the fire department so he can produce some income and help take care of the bills. Liza's thoughts focus on her upcoming first year as a teacher. They both were thinking now didn't seem like the best time to try something new. They both love the idea of living a life like Dan, and although they live in a jar with no lid, They have no desire to jump higher. Yet their thoughts drifted to the idea that one day they might want to leap into a life beyond their jar. Chapter 1 Reflection Financial independence is for anyone and everyone, including you. If you're afraid to jump, then you risk missing out on achieving all your life has to offer. How you get to your dream life is far less important than why you want to get there. Your why will ultimately reveal your path. But without a clear idea of this motivation, you'll stall out and wonder what went wrong. Everyone has a different path on their journey. Find the one that works for you. Be willing to jump. You might find there is no lid stopping you from achieving great things. But you must find what drives you and what truly makes you happy. Then you can begin your journey. Making a top 10 list of what makes you happiest will provide clarity for your why. Pause now and make your list. We all find ourselves in some type of jar. Some of you may be jumping without fear and achieving the most for your life. But some of you may find yourself hitting that lid from time to time. The most important question we have to ask ourselves is, is that lid there by choice? By circumstance? By decisions we've made? No matter the reason for the lid, we all have the ability to jump past it. Don't be the flea in the jar that doesn't jump because you were afraid to hit that lid. Be bold enough to jump without fear and make it out of your jar. You may find the lid was never really there. So there it is, y'all. Chapter one of the Pathfinder's journey, A Flea in a Jar. Next week, we'll be releasing chapter two. And if you're already super into this and you want the whole book right now and you want to early jump on it and be one of the first to get one of those free Audible credits, please shoot me an email right now or later today if you're driving. That is eric at onpurposeinvestor.com. I'll put it in the show notes. I hope you are one of the ones that get our free Audible credits and I look forward to reading your review in the coming days. All right, that's all we have for you this week. Like my wife Tiffany always says, you only got one life to live. To live it purposefully. We'll see you next week, Pathfinders.